This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, Creamer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Good morning. You ever like been sick for a couple days, but then for some reason your body's sick for like three more months after that? Oh yeah. I don't feel bad at all. I just sound terrible. Yeah, it lingers. The one thing I need to work is not working properly. <laughs> it's fine. Six o'clock club, how we doing? We got one day down. That's awesome. Happy Tuesday. Let's start the show with you. Anybody that's awake in Maryland first thing in the morning, text us. 410-583-1065. We will shout you out for being up first thing in the morning. Who's here, Jess? Veronica is here. Good morning to John, the Annapolis locator. Our kinder care ladies, Karen and Amber. Cindy in Westminster. Sexy Dan from the Eastern Shore. Magic Mike is here. Hope-a-dope. Clever Kevin. Our neighbors, Francesca the nurse. John from Middle River. Uh, Bonehead is here. Kathy in Parkville. We have Christine up with us this morning. Happy Tuesday to Terrence, Lou and Glen Burnie, Mr. W, CC the DC educator, Leah from Parksville, uh, Stephen in Kent County, and Terry. Good morning. I bet you there's nobody in the six o'clock club that had a weirder dream than I woke up to. It, it was three o'clock too. It wasn't even enough time to go back to bed this morning, unfortunately. Yeah. Tell me though, if anybody had a weirder dream than this, let me know. Text me, okay? I was riding in the car with somebody that I could recall as somebody that did the news. Okay. I, I couldn't tell you who it was now. I don't think it was an actual person, but in my head, I'm like, oh, this is like a, a, broadcaster. a news reporter that I know and is, is somewhat famous, and I found that kind of weird, right? Uh-huh. We're, we're just driving down the street, very lovely woman. She's telling me about her better kids, and she's like, uh, she was like of mixed ethnicity, and she was telling me, I really want my son to meet somebody that's like half Latin and half black, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, just it was bizarre, right? All of a sudden, I look up on the road, and boom, we, we hit a car, and the car that I'm in starts to spin, and we're spinning, and we're spinning, and we're spinning. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so scary. And I'm like, your body's, like, freaking out a little bit, right? Because it seems so real. Yeah. All of a sudden, we, we're like dodging cars and everything else, and all of a sudden, the car comes to, like, a stop. What would most people do? Obviously, you'd, like, get out of the car, see where things right. This woman, who I respected as a broadcaster, literally takes off and I'm like I'm still looking forward like wait why is she still driving we just got into a wreck I look over at her she puts her fist up to my face and she goes you didn't see anything <laughs> and we kept driving and I was like what just happened that's weird what just happened yeah so random like what yeah first off who are you I, I don't even know who you are but I respected She's you kind of like a made up person <laughs> that's funny and, and of course it's one of those dreams you wake up from and you're like, <laughs> yeah, dreams are so weird. Did that really happen? 
It seems like such an unnecessary reason for me to wake up, you know, an hour and a half early, but all right. Now, now, now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three with Jess. Number three. University of Maryland head football coach Michael Loxley has agreed to a contract extension through at least 2027. Under Loxley, Maryland has won back-to-back bowl games for the first time in 20 years. And the Baltimore Sun reports that Coach Loxley will will earn an average of $6.1 million per year. Man. Isn't that crazy? I mean, congratulations to him, by the way. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Good on you. It's kind of crazy, though. Like, that seems like such a massive amount of money. But, like, what do you think Lamar's sitting back thinking about that? You know what I mean? It's, like, all perspective when you put it. Like, Lamar just signed a deal for over $200 million. Crazy. That man probably spends $6 million on a vacation. You know? It's, His new merch is going to be so fire. I can't wait. Lamar? I mean, yeah, he's totally going to release new stuff. Oh, like, I'm, okay. I'm excited to see what we're going to be what able to get for the season. You know yeah. what I mean? Number two. Duncan has officially revealed their May deals for rewards members this month, including $2 medium six. Signature lattes with a purchase, a $2 ham and Swiss croissant stu- uh, stuffers. Also, free medium hot or iced coffee with any purchase every Monday starting now through May 29th. Members just have to activate offers in their Dunkin' app before placing your orders. Do you want to tell everybody your Dunkin' dilemma right now? What? Went down the street. Well, oh, my. <laughs> y'all. It's like such a tease. Literally. So we work in Mount Washington, and right now they're working on the shopping center. And probably just a couple weeks ago, they're starting to put signs in, like, the little sign that's going to show you what businesses are going to be in the right. shopping center. We look, and I see. I think that says Duncan. I think we're getting a Duncan. So every single morning, I drive by, and I look inside, and I don't see no orange. No. I don't see mm-hmm. no donuts. I don't see no progress. And I'm just like, how are you about to say a Duncan's going to be there? And I just don't know when it's happening. It's like a Duncan tease. It's really weird. Number one. Legendary rock group Aerosmith will head out on the road one last time. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famers announced their farewell tour. Aw, this makes me sad. The Peace Out Tour will kick off uh, September 2nd in Philly. It wraps on January 26th in Montreal for a total of 40 cities. 73-year-old founding drummer Joey Kramer will not take part in the tour due to his health and also wanting to focus more time on his family. The Black Crows will be opening for the band, and those tickets go on sale this Friday. I am currently Googling Steven Tyler's age. He's 75. Wait, 75? Steven Tyler, 75. So I saw Aerosmith like 10 years ago. Really? And it was one of those shows I didn't expect to go to. It was when Steven Tyler did a weird stint in country music. He may still be, actually. And... I was doing country radio at the time, and he had called in, and talking to Steven Tyler is, like, iconic. Totally. Like, I don't really get nervous with a lot of this kind of stuff anymore. Steven Tyler is one of those people, like, that he's a, he's a rock star. Like, like, made me so nervous. And so he's like, hey, come to the show. Come to the show. Aww. Got pit passes for you. Come. And I'm like, I can't. I don't really care much about Aerosmith, honestly. I don't really. I, cause it, I was too young for it. But I decided to go to the show. Probably top five best shows I've ever seen. Totally. Not even being an Aerosmith fan, the production was so good. Steven Tyler at age 65 then or whatever it was, was such a rock star he's a still. Star. I'm sure he's still going to put on such a good show. So yeah. if you can drive to Philly to go see it, man, like, as not even an Aerosmith fan, highly recommend it. Aerosmith.com if you guys want to see the dates and all the ticket info, okay? This is Jess, and that was your top three. Who is a celebrity that bought booty shorts for her dog? Did you see this this week? I did not. This this cannot go unmentioned. Today in dog news. Today in dog news. I 
and, and it's not even that she bought the booty shorts. And that she literally started totaling how much she spent for this dog's outfit. And it was $3,000. Oh, jeez. And if you're just driving to your job this morning, that should make you feel like crap. That, like, this woman just has three grand to drop on a dog outfit. No. Welcome to Today in Dog News. It's such little amount of fabric. Right? It doesn't make sense, but I'll, I'll add this whole thing up for you, and you'll just be frustrated. Trust me. Um, so, Today in Dog News. This is, uh, I'm a I'm a massive dog lover, y'all. Like, I had a Chihuahua Kiki. It's so still weird to say had. Uh, I had a Chihuahua Kiki for 14 and a half years. She passed about two months ago. Still heartbroken. I told Jesse the other day, I feel like it's somehow getting harder for some reason, which yeah, I don't... Yeah, it goes in waves. I don't know how that is, but this weekend I was like, I really miss Kiki a lot. And I don't know, honestly, if having her as the background on my phone is smart or not, but every time I look at my phone, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you're a dog person, this is why we do this, because dogs are just the best things on the face of the earth, right? Does it shock you that Britney Spears spent more than $3,000 on an outfit for a dog? Why does it kind of make it okay now? Like, let Britney do it. Let her do it. Anybody else, y'all may give her a hard time. Yeah, Brittany. but it's Britney. I'm like, girl, go ahead. Does that, I guess that probably, I mean, Is that yeah. her new dog or is that a dog that she's had? Because I just saw her dancing with that dog for the first time this week. So this was the is video. This, okay. Did you see this? So this video, of course, in true Britney fashion, has now been pulled down for whatever reason. Why? I don't know why she does it. She posts and she deletes them. Okay. It's Sarah Beth. I don't, I don't know Britney's animals well enough to know if that's the new one or not. Okay. She basically posted this video of her dancing with her dog and she captioned it. She said, my dogs have more clothes than I do. They're spoiled. She said, I bought a mini Louis Vuitton uh, doggy backpack for her. Like, for the dog. Not to put the dog in, but for the dog. Yeah. And that was $200 for the little baby. And then linen suspenders. I swear to God, I was shocked when I saw it too. She said, I bought the white suspenders, and then I bought <laughs> khaki mini shorts for her booty. That was $2,000 <laughs> for a piece of cloth. That dog is tiny, by the way. She's super tiny. She goes in to mention that Daisy, her other dog, I guess, I don't know which one's which, but um, who's dancing also in this video, says that she needs grooming twice a week for some reason. For whatever reason, Daisy needs grooming twice a week. So yeah. literally, if you add all of that up, she literally, in that one purchase for Sarah Beth, Britney Spears' dog, she spent $3,000 on Sarah Beth <laughs> on this dog outfit. Oh, my goodness. Does anybody ever wish they were born a celebrity's dog? I don't want to be born a celebrity. No, yeah, you're I right. I, I never don't. want that, right? No. What I would want to be... A celebrity's I, animal. I don't want to be a celebrity's kid. That sounds terrible, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. There's no judgment when you're an animal. When you're a dog, you're living your best life. And when yeah. you're Britney Spears' dog, you have a $3,000 outfit on. Like, it's nothing, right? Yeah, or like one of Taylor Swift's cats or something. Right. Like, sign me up. That's my, and my next life, I'm manifesting that to come back as. Yeah. So, that's today in dog news. Five years ago this week, I found out my ex-wife was cheating on me. And the way I'm feeling about it today, I'm just not sure if this is like a normal reaction to be having. For some reason, I have become the poster child of divorce, which, I mean, it's fine. A lot of you guys uh, have, I think what happens when you get divorced, it feels like such an isolating instance. Like it's, it's kind of awkward to talk about. It. It's hard to talk about. It, it seems shameful and scary and all those feelings. And so I've kind of made it a mission that as I'm going through my post-divorce healing to kind of be open and vulnerable about this because I know it's like not an easy process to go through. Yeah. And yeah, so it was this week, it was actually April 30th, so Sunday would have been the day that my life completely changed. Woke up feeling like my relationship, which wasn't super solid anyway, but I woke up that morning married, went to bed that night separated. It was like, wow, this was... 
this was a lot. Mm-hmm. And as the journey's gone on, the feelings have kind of changed. At first, you get really mad, and then you get sad, especially if you start to go through the process of divorce. Five years removed, though, I want to tell you what I'm feeling today because I'm just not sure for anyone that's been divorced. I don't know if this is like the normal feeling to have. Okay. I feel way far behind in this whole process. In the healing process? Like, be specific. I don't know if it's if it's the healing process or the, shouldn't I be, like, onto my next chapter by now? Is this really still the chapter that I'm in? You and mean, I, like, you think you should have, you should be in a relationship at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy to me, because my whole life, I've been in a relationship. Practically. I mean, I was a monogamous, like, long-term kind of guy uh, from basically high school on. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in my life, this is the only time that I've ever really been single. But people that go through divorce, I don't know if this is what you felt too, but do you ever get to a point where you're like, shouldn't this, shouldn't this chapter be over with yet? I'm not really mad anymore. It did feel kind of weird when I saw her, uh, one of my friends told me that she got remarried. Mm -hmm. And of course, like a psycho, I went to check her Instagram because I had to go see how it made me feel. And it made me feel some kind of way. We talked about that on the show though, right? Yeah. But I'm not harboring, like, whatever. She's moved on. I've moved on. Things are fine. Things are settled. All the, Everything's split. It's good, right? But, like, shouldn't I be on to my next relationship by now? Shouldn't I be in something else where I'm finally happy? Everyone always says, well, sometimes you got to get the first marriage out of the way. And then you move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the one that's going to make you happy. And I'm like... How long does that how long does that process take? Even though I'm not hating being single, it's still I cannot lie if five years removed, if you ask me my feelings on my divorce, it's I feel like I'm behind. Mm. I don't know if you got any thoughts on that or not. You know, Are you able to separate it? I feel like you're attaching your singleness to I should be in a relationship by now because it's been five years since I was divorced. Like are you able to separate that? Because I feel like it's okay that you haven't found your person yet because a lot, like sometimes people, it doesn't take just five years for people to to figure that out. I mean, really though? Well, no, I'm just, I mean, yeah. Five years? Well, I just feel like a lot, well, you, you, you have always been in a relationship. Yeah. So I think you, you are making the assumption that that's what you're supposed to do, which I think is an issue. The fact that you think like aren't I supposed to be in a relationship right now? The answer is no, because why do you put that? Why do you put that on yourself? I don't know. I don't know if it's the societal norm is to be in a relationship. I don't know if it's a a, a weird divorce thing where you're like, okay, well, I just got to figure this back out. I got to get back up on the horse and get into a relationship again. I don't, I honestly, to be completely honest with you, I don't know where the feeling's coming from, but it's not like a feeling of defeat. Yeah. It's just a feeling of like, what's next? What's up? What's up, Manny? Been there, been divorced. Yeah. Got remarried. Yeah. Um, it's totally normal. It's you evolving as a human being. You're so, still acknowledging the past, looking forward with happy thoughts to the future and your unknown. Did, Manny, did you get to a point where you were just kind of like, okay, so like, when uh, when does that kick in? I just don't know if that's like what I should be feeling. You know, this kind of like, almost, I don't know if it's a panic feeling, but like this, like almost this, like, Does rush, he have to have that feeling of like needing to be in another relationship, in, a, in another relationship right now just because it's been five years? 
it's you just you see everybody in a relationship. Everybody has somebody to yeah. rely on. Right. Their quote unquote rock. Right. You are living life. You being your own rock. Yeah. You're being your own support system. There is no one to fall back and cry to. It's you for you. And maybe, and maybe, maybe that's actually a good point. Like maybe it is because there's so many people around me that are in relationships, right? And so yeah, you kind of look got at your cool coworker right there with you. Yeah, They're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like everybody. So I think you you kind of do feel like you're part of this like other club of like, should I be in the the, the married person or the relationship person club again? Because y'all y'all look like y'all having a good time over there. You know, <laughs> you know everything has its challenges. Everything yeah, has its no, good for day. Sure. It's bad day. For sure. But yeah. Yeah. Some feedback. No, but, you hey, know, the course. Listen, guy to guy, I appreciate you calling in, Manny. Yeah, dude, for sure. You guys have a great day. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So would it be rude if I asked Garage Boy if he could practice posing for our engagement photos so it's not weird? Oh, God. She's 11 years old and really savvy. I'm almost scared to ask. Some weeks of this, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to know because I don't want this to be offensive to this poor man. I don't think it's offensive. I feel like we're just a team. <sighs> we're working together. All right. On Tuesdays, we do an advice segment with an 11-year-old named Abby. Who is Abby? Abby is my 11-year-old niece, and she actually lives in California. And she always likes to tell everybody what to do, so now I just talk to her about different things that are going on in my life, and she gives me advice. And what is happening this week, Jessica? So this weekend, Garage Boy and I are taking our engagement photos, and I am so excited. And I kind of have the idea of maybe just like practicing, practicing a few poses here and there in the mirror, just so like nothing looks awkward. And what side would this awkwardness come from, Jessica? Well, 
I feel like being transparent. Just being Jessica. transparent. The love of my life doesn't typically like to take a lot of photos, which is fine. That's where him and I are different. You know what I mean? Very different personalities in this kind of situation. And so I was thinking to make him feel more comfortable, maybe we could just practice a few things oh just God. so he knows what's going on, just so it's not awkward on Saturday. Let's check in with 11-year-old Abby. Abby, can I ask you for some advice? Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me if I'm being mean for this one request I want to ask of Gerald. Is it rude to ask him to practice posing with me for our engagement photos this weekend? And I don't know if I will be coming across as rude or insensitive if I ask Gerald, maybe if him and I can just practice a few poses in front of the mirror so I know what we're going to look like and that way he feels comfortable. Yeah, I, I think you should ask him. It's like, come on, it's like your engagement. You want to have the photos be awesome. So, like, just ask him. Just based off of what you know about him, do you think he will need practice before the actual photo shoot? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, the one time, I remember one time we were at Phoebe and Uncle Mike's house, and then you guys were dancing. He looks so goofy. He <laughs> <laughs> was like one of the goofiest things I've ever seen in my life. He was like, shimmy, 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 y'all. <laughs> so like, yeah. Okay, thanks, Ab. Love you. Love you. Okay, listen. So Abby went in hard this the, week. Here's the like, thing what? about Garage Boy. That man is so photogenic. He has like the most beautiful smile I've ever seen in my life. He's a beautiful man. But this is going to be the first time that we are actually going to do, like, a photo shoot with yeah, someone, yeah, like, yeah. we don't know. Right. And I no. know that he can kind of be a little uncomfortable in those situations. I'm going to tell you, every man listening right now would be 100% offended if you asked us to do that. Offended or you, thankful? No, you would, you're would. you going to make this man freeze up. If you get in his head today mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, by the way, this photo shoot's so freaking important. so important we need to go practice so you don't look awkward. He's going to look 10 times more awkward in these photos. Or is he going to feel prepared because it's not like usual, like, hey, let's smile and stand together. Like, it's a more, it's a more Dude, intimate thing. I'm telling you, I guarantee you. And we can do a really quick guy poll if you want to on this, but I can yeah, almost yeah, tell yeah. you. Is this offensive or are we just being prepared? I think that any guy listening right now would be wildly offended if your partner came to you and said, we need to practice our photos so that you don't look awkward in them. Like, I would have a meltdown. So we don't feel awkward. Lisa, you're a photographer. Yes, I am. So does this sound like a terrible idea to you to, to, like, go to your partner and say, okay, we need to practice all of this so you don't look weird in these photos? No. It, she should do that, actually. Really? Um, so it, it's like, so is your photographer you're also your wedding photographer? No, because we're doing our photos here in Maryland, and then the wedding is going to uh, be in California. Because your engagement photo is kind of your practice mm-hmm. for your wedding. Right. But a lot of times, you know, I just have people that, you know, when I do these types of sessions, they come to me and then they show me these Pinterest ideas and like they're like movement poses. Like they're not like you can't really pose. You have to like be in the moment and the photographer should be kind of capturing that. And some, even if you're prepared, you also may not like I'm hard. I can give direction, but I'm horrible at like doing it myself. Mm-hmm. So you just, I think you just need to let them know like what you're going for. If, okay. You know, your fiance. But, but oh, okay, listen. so like these are the ideas that I have, kind of thing. So we don't both yeah, don't go walking to it blindly. But, like you can't like strike a pose, and I, if if your image is what I think it is, you just can't like 
strike that pose. That has to be something right. that, like, the photographer captures. And, and well, so you're going to be, like, cuddly and intimate in front of someone, which a lot of people aren't comfortable with doing. But by the end of the session, if your photographer, I'm sure your photographer will give you great direction. Yeah. And well, Lisa. So the beginning might be awkward, but the ending might be fine. Okay. Lisa, <laughs> let, let me ask you a question, because you've done, I'm sure you've done engagement photo shoots before. Has anybody yeah. ever showed up to the shoot and been like, oh, it's all good. We practiced before we got here. Um. No. I, no, just I wouldn't honest. say practice, but at least show them what you're going for. Exactly, yeah. So he can get an idea, and I'm you're not looking you. at your phone while you're there, like, oh, I want to do this pose. Totally. I, I just think that makes it's a little bit prepared. I think it's going to throw Garage Boy off. I really do. Thank you for calling us. 410 583 1065. Victor in Baltimore, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're good, man. What do you think? I mean, should, should, should Jess go to Garage Boy and say, we need to practice so you don't look awkward in these photos? I like the idea that the photographer had about you. Or you're running the idea past, past yeah. garage boy. Let him know what you're going for. Exactly. But I mean, but as far as actually practicing the poses, I think Jess is being a little uptight about it. Okay. I mean, to me, I would want some spontaneity. I wouldn't want it to look plastic and fake and put on. Right. And my right. fear, my fear would be if you're practicing, you know, now put your hand here and smile. <laughs> to me, it's going to to me, it's going to feel forced. Yes. Like, I think I think just because obviously it's not going to be like okay, step one, step two, step three. I'm not doing like an eight count on Saturday. But I think just because we've never been intimate like that in front of someone that we don't know, I just kind of wanted to be like, hey, it may look something like this or do something like this just so he's not uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I mean, and perhaps I'm not understanding exactly what you mean when you're asking, say, for him to practice poses. Well, how would you feel? I mean, honestly, Victor, if your partner came to you and was like, hey, let's go practice photo shoot so you don't look awkward, how would that make you feel as a guy? Because I'm trying to give Jess a guy's perspective of what that feels like. I just, like I said, to me, that would be, you know, taking things too far, like they're making a mountain out of a mole. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd be like, babe, come on. You can chill. Let's, let's chill. We got this. You we know? Know. We'll we get know. through this. We, we'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Garage Boy is fully aware that he is marrying the most extra person on the planet. <laughs> so true. I think everyone needs to understand he's not going to be shocked or, or offended uh, by any request. That's probably that true. I, that's yeah. Now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three with Jeff. Number three. The Baltimore by Baltimore Festival series returns for its second year this summer. The festivals will be held on the first Saturday of each month, starting June 3rd, running through November 4th at the Inner Harbor, uh, at the Inner Harbor Amphitheater at Pratt and Light Streets. Each festival will have a different theme, producer, and feature local artists. And the first festival that kicks off the series is titled The Evolution of Baltimore Club. Uh, that's going to happen June 3rd in celebration of 50 years of hip-hop Baltimore club music. That's fun. Those are Number cool. two. Students at Stanford are working on AI-powered glasses that act like a personal teleprompter that can actually tell you what to say on a first date. They listen to what people say, use chat GPT that could also be useful for job interviews and other things. Their prototype is obviously in the developing stages right now, and it's very obvious that there's something on the glasses that people are wearing. But it uses uh, speech recognition programs that listens to what they're saying, generates a reply that you can that will display on the lens in front of your eyeball. It can even look people up on social media and find out information. So when you're talking to somebody, it could tell you to say something like, hey, I saw on Facebook that you love Thai food. Me too. This makes me so terrified. Yeah, this is creepy. Listen, y'all, like some technology stuff has come and gone. Like, I wasn't too terribly worried about. I think 
chat GPT and AI, all this AI stuff is going to be the end of humanity. How in the world are we ever going to like procreate from this? How are we going to move on from this? Like how... Even my buddy, I told the story the other day on the radio that my buddy literally now, when he is on his dating apps, uses chat. He'll just use chat. He's like, he's like, okay, give me an opening line for a nurse, nurse. that works at Johns Hopkins. Or and whatever. it was pretty good. And too. it just like writes it out. Yeah. And then like he'd be like, okay, give me a good opening line for a woman that likes to go uh, on vacations. And it's like, and then what is she gonna do? See that? And then use her chat GPT to like respond, and then pretty soon it's just two robots talking to each other. Yeah. What is even the point of this anymore? <laughs> it's crazy. terrifying. Number one. Ed Sheeran returned to the witness stand yesterday in his copyright infringement trial in New York. Sheeran is currently accused of ripping off chords from the 1973 Marvin Gaye classic Let's Get It On for his 2014 hit Thinking Out Loud. But Sheeran denies these charges and testified that he found part of the allegation allegation insulting. He criticized the testimony of Alexander Stewart, who was a musicologist hired as an expert witness by Marvin Gaye's estate, saying, quote, I think what he's doing is criminal. He then played his guitar again for the jury, trying to show them the four chord progression he is accused of stealing is in fact used in a bunch of other songs. Right now, the daughter of uh, Let's Get It On's co-writer, the late Ed Townsend, is suing Sheeran. So here's the really kind of scary part if you're an Ed Sheeran fan which is like 65% of the music we play on this radio station so yeah. what are we going to do if we don't have it um, his attorney asked him she said what are you going to do basically if the jury comes back against you and this is what he said he said if that happens I'm done I'm stopping I find it really insulting to work my whole life as a singer songwriter and then diminish it mm-hmm. and that's sad he just announced a mini tour within his big tour that he's already supposed to do his new album drops on Friday he has a docu-series coming out on Disney Plus this week as well so we'll see what happens my prediction as of the 2nd of May I don't think they're going to have enough to get them on I'm by no means have any type of law experience here I'm just talking about the dome here people what do you want I don't think they will, though, because to me, the similarity is not like, oh, my God. I think, and I I hate to say that I feel like the Marvin Gaye f- group is, like, kind of hyper-analyzing this one. Well, okay. Do I, do I agree with the accusations? No. But can I understand where their sensitivity is coming sure, from? Sure, of course. Because this isn't the first time that this has happened, and it was, in fact, they were getting ripped off with, uh, yeah. I think it was like Robin Thicke and Pharrell. I get it. I think it was Blurred Lines. And it was like legit. It was legit. They definitely copied the song. But now it's kind of like, just because one artist did it to you doesn't mean you can like nitpick and pull everything apart when like the four, what is it? The four chord progression. I mean, it's used in a bunch of other songs. I know, it's true. I I don't think they're going to be able to do this to him, but I don't know, man. We've seen weirder stuff happen. Yeah. This is Justin. That was your top three. I want you to call us and tell us the most ridiculous lie that you have ever told your kids. Or we can also reverse that thing. Maybe your parents at some point told you a gigantic lie that your whole childhood you went believing only to find out as an adult that was absolutely not the truth whatsoever. Yeah. It almost seems like a, a, a layer of deception from our parents, right? Yeah. But now that you're the parent, are you creating these lies too? <laughs> I saw this on Reddit this morning. I thought this was so funny. That was the, the question that was asked, which is what's the most ridiculous lies as a parent that you've ever told your kids. Let me read through some of these responses to kind of get us started this morning. Uh, this one said, I was an only child and my mom told me that chocolate was just for women. <gasps> 
She would say that while eating all of my Easter and Halloween candy, I believed it for far too long. <laughs> that hurts me. That is so mean. This person on Reddit said, I was told that you needed a license for children's parties. That that was the only reason we never had one when I was little growing up. I, I was told that you had to get a license from the post office, but there were only a certain amount of licenses available for that area. <laughs> like, How do parents come up with this on the fly, though? Like, these are such elaborate storylines. This person on Reddit said, I was told that as a child that Disneyland had an underground jail for, quote, bad kids. I was always very well behaved when I went. That's Yo, terrifying. I would believe that. It's pretty smart. I would believe that, and too. Your kids will believe it. Hop on the phone with us, 410-583-1065. Jess, your parents ever tell you one? So a lie that my aunt told me, I'll never forget. I think I was like maybe eight or nine, and my family likes to sing and dance when we all get together, and she didn't want to participate. She didn't want to do karaoke, and I was like, Auntie, why can't you just sing? Like, you know, whatever. And she was like, Jessica, I sing like Whitney Houston, and (laughs) I can only sing at certain times, and I have to try to protect my voice, so I can't sing in public just for nothing. I don't want to shame everybody here. Literally, 18 years old. I'm 18 years old, and her and I are going for a walk, and I was like, yeah, and I just, I really can't believe I've never heard you sing like I want to hear you sing because you sing my like Whitney Houston she, she was like are you kidding me like, like she, she thought I, by now you would have figured it she out. felt terrible because she was like that was a lie <laughs> I, I do not sing like Whitney Houston my parents made me believe that Santa Claus didn't come till 7 a.m. Like that for some reason, like if I were to even try to wake up and go downstairs a second before 7 a.m., that Santa would not have come yet. Kids, that's a lie. Santa comes overnight. Yeah. Santa comes overnight. Never believe that, okay? If your parents come to you with that one, it is a bold-faced lie. (laughs) He clearly works overnight. 410-583-1065. Hey, Leslie from Canton. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. All right. So tell us the most ridiculous lie you've told your kids. Okay. So my daughter, when she was being raised, she was terrified of lightning storms Mm. and she thought that like we were going to get hit by lightning so i would tell her that our roof has lightning rods in it and we would never get struck by lightning now she's not little anymore she's actually looking to buy a house wait are lightning rods real because i feel like somebody told me this that's not real it's not a thing Totally made up. Okay. Oh, okay. I so just she wanted just, her to feel protected. So she thought she had this, never. like, pr- like I don't know, this, like, force field right, that, like, protected right. your guys' house. 100%. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. But cut to, she's an adult now. And so she's looking for a house, looking for an apartment. And she's like, well, I just have to make sure that there's lightning rods in there. And I'm like, is she actually going and telling people this? No. Wait. No. Wait, did you, wait have you, did you tell her that you were, that you made it up? No, I never did. She just kind of grew out of it, <laughs> no, but she still believes that. That's messed up. You better tell her. She's been walking around her whole life Man, probably talking about these lightning that's rods. That's a long time, too. I thought, listen, I thought lightning rods were real. I thought that was, I think, I'm pretty sure somebody told me that at one point. I think I was Are in a summer not? camp. I think probably I was, your mom. I was in a summer camp one time, and I was so terrified because my mom wasn't there. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. We have lightning rods in the building. I was Is like, that real? I, I mean, always believed that was real. But to this day, she's still like, thank God for lightning rods. Never been hit because of that. That's funny. Thank you for calling us. Thanks. Charles from Glen Burnie, good morning. Hey, good morning. Were you the lie teller or the lie recipient? Uh, So, actually, both. Uh, My parents used to tell me that, and I use it on my kids now. Oh, that's messed up. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Uh, So, they used to tell me, like, when you're driving at night, if you have the inside lock, the dome light on, that you could get pulled over. Why did my parents tell I, me the same a, thing that I it was illegal? I think a lot of people. I, I think a lot. Of, and yeah, I don't know that why. it was illegal. Why, wait, why do you even tell your kids that? What's the point? And I get, listen, you're not alone on this one. 
So I have little kids at night, they don't like being in the dark, so they want to have it on. But no one likes it on because, like, when you're driving, it's you can't really see, right? Yeah, yeah. So instead, so you're just continuing the lie. You're just continuing the lie, basically. It's generational trauma, Jess, is what this is at this point. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Dude, that's funny. Thank you for calling us. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. 410-583-1065. Allie Cat from Baltimore. Good morning. You're not a liar. I won't believe it. <laughs> so when my son, he's nine now, when my son was uh, two, three, and four, I used to lie and tell him that if he did eat his collard greens and string beans, that Green Goblin was going to come and get him. <laughs> no, why? That is so mean, Allie Cat. He was, he was so into, like, Batman. Like, we watched Batman all the time. He was Batman for Halloween, so it just was so easy for him to believe it, and I mean, Caleb, you don't believe it no more, of course, right? Yeah, he no. doesn't believe it anymore, He's like, maybe. But... I might still... trauma. <laughs> like, maybe it is. The maybe Green Goblin is, is scary. Yeah, that's, that's messed up. That, that's, that's a good but one, it really, uh, it really worked. Like, that was the, like, he would never eat it. He ate broccoli, so uh-huh. I was okay with that, but he wouldn't eat it at all, and I was like, you know, Caleb, you know, you really like Batman, but... You know, Batman sometimes gets beat up, and if you don't eat it, then Green Goblin's going to come and get you, and he would, he would eat it. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Thing, and it works. That's, that's funny. That's awesome. Alec, I love that. Thank you for calling us. Bye, guys. You're welcome. You guys have a good one. You too. I feel like Rosé from Baltimore might have the weirdest lie ever told to her. Hey, Rosé, good morning. <laughs> what in the world did your mom try to convince you of? So, my mom used to tell me that Barry White was my dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Wait. Why? <laughs> so, okay. So, my dad uh, was a very relevant uh, local music artist here in, like, the 50s and 60s. Yeah. And my mom was a huge fan of Barry White. <laughs> and she used to do, like, she took the joke and she ran with it. Like, yeah, you know, that's your dad. So every time he came on the radio or I heard a song, I'm like, yes, that's my dad. <laughs> no, it's not my dad. <laughs> when did, did you finally figure out that Barry White was not your dad? So I had a conversation with my dad, and I was like, so, Dad, I heard you on the radio. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Dad, I want to I see you perform live. And he's like, what are you talking about? So, so and I was like, she convinced so you this that is was, it your song? She convinced you that was your dad that was singing, singing on songs. the radio. Exactly. Okay. And I, I, I always tell her, I'm like, Mom, that's, like, so not fair. Like, I am very much in love with Nelly. Like, we have the same birthday. But I'm not going to tell my daughter yeah. that that's her dad. <laughs> no, it's kind of messed up. And, I, like, my mom used to tell me that The Rock was my dad. What? what? So I don't know if this For is, like, a, like a joke that, like, some moms like to play. But that she would so be like, bizarre. if, like, The Rock would come on TV, she'd be like, you know that's your real dad, right? And I'd be like, wait. What? I think it's mean? I think it's mom's fantasies of what's happening over here. That's funny. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 1065 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at Kramerandjess.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.